Leanna and it's Sarah. Welcome back to Girl We, we Should, Should Talk, Talk to, to Someone, Someone podcast episode three. So today's episode we have a really interesting topic that we're going to get into but before we do that we want to start off with just some life updates on us. Yeah just a little bit of new things that have happened to us between episode two and episode three. Leanna has some exciting news. <laughs> Guess I'll go first then. <laughs> uh, so I'll be moving next month which I'm really excited for. I randomly decided to just get a new condo. The rates have kind of gone down in the city because of COVID, and I've been wanting to move, but it just seemed like a good time to look, and then two weeks later, there I was, new condo. I think I know the same moment when we were both like, oh, wow, like, I could see myself living in a better place is when we went to one of our friend's sister's new apartment. It's like a house that was into, like, three different apartments. And the new place they had was just so cool with, like, exposed brick, and it was super yeah. big. and it was a good price that she got for it as well. So, so we were kind of like, wow, wait, should we move too? Yeah. And I didn't end up, like, looking really seriously, but Leanna did, so. Yeah, honestly, I find in the city, with condos especially, like, once you start looking, it's just they keep giving them to you, and then you don't stop. Like, you can't just casually look at one one month, one the next month. It's, like, two weeks, you see 100, and then you pick one. I feel like it's hard, though, when you see 100 because oh, all drained. of them are so the same. Oh, yeah. I was totally drained after. I think I after I found the condo, we put the deal in, we got the place. I was like, no one talked to me for two weeks. Like, I need to be alone now because it was just so much stress and just, even I am already alone. So tell us about your new place. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, well, maybe tell everyone about a little bit about where you live now and, like, the differences and why you're moving and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Okay, why I'll figure that. Out. Yeah, why not? Okay, so right now I live, if anyone knows Toronto, I'm right in the downtown core by King and Peter. So I'm in the entertainment district near TIFF, uh, King Street. In I'm, the middle of it all, really. Yeah, I moved here when I used to live in the Eaton Center. Or, sorry, not in. in. <laughs> yeah, in the she mall, lived in, in a shop. The Center. Right down on the first floor. No. I used to live near there. I had roommates, and then I got this is my first condo that I got alone, which I really loved. But I kind of got it very last minute because I originally wanted to move to this neighborhood called Liberty Village. Then literally the day before my move-in, the person, the tenant there, did not refuse to move out. They were like squatting in your apartment. Yeah, yeah. so there was no move-in. I was basically like homeless for two weeks. I like <laughs> that you were homeless. You went to live with your parents. No, I went to live with Daniela, actually. But you could have lived with oh, your yeah. parents. Oh, yeah, I just didn't want to because I had to commute. I know, I'm so like a spoiled Dramatic. child. Didn't want to take the GO train for two weeks. It was like a month and a half of me. Like I lived with my friends for about two and a half weeks, I want to say, and then I moved home for the rest because... I was still looking for places and I couldn't just kind of keep staying there. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. Like, how long do you stay at your friend's house? Yeah, and it's like, you're not... Yeah, exactly. You're just, like, overstaying your welcome. Exactly. So, yeah, then I... we were So, basically, we were in a rush to find this place. So, we got this current condo, which I honestly loved. It was a brand-new building. Really, really nice. It's just a small space. Like, I wasn't expecting it. Because I I went from, like, a two-bedroom to a one-bedroom. It was definitely a big change. But I still loved it. Like, this place is really so cute and cozy it's just like you could not fit two people living in here it's a one bedroom but like if anyone knows Toronto's like condos you know that most one bedrooms and new condos it's not like it's a bedroom but yeah it has like those glass doors exactly yeah so it kind of feels like a big bachelor yeah it's like a really large bachelor Yeah. yeah so I've been living here for two years now my first time living alone loved it Still loving it's it. It's like a perfect spot to move in alone. Yeah, and it's also, the area is really 
afraid because I'm right by Queen Street, I'm right by King's. There's a lot going on around me that if I just want to be around people or, like, something more exciting, I just walk outside and it's, like, I'm right yeah. there. But... Like, before COVID, we used to always come here. Yeah. And, like, pre-drink to exactly. go out. Exactly. It was, like, like the best We could spot. decide where to go. Like, everything was yeah. around the corner. So much food and restaurants, yeah. too, which is, like, there's just so much happening. When TIFF was going on, it was so sick just being, like, around the corner because... We could just, we had a lot of fun in TIFF last year. It was yeah. just the best time. But, yeah, I just wanted to look for a new place because I was like, this place is pretty small and if rates are going down, I might as well take a look. And, and you're working from home. Working from home, so location doesn't really matter. And I'm actually moving into the neighborhood that I originally wanted to live in. It's called City Place. It's right by the waterfront. The reason I didn't move there before was just because it was, like, more west and not as much transit close by to me, but now, because I know the city better, it doesn't really... And also, you're not commuting to work, so Yeah, and also, not... like, I think I can figure it out because I'm more used and more comfortable. Before I want to be really close to the subway, now I'm like, I know how to take a streetcar, and I, yeah. I won't get lost, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm living by the water, which I'm really excited about because I just love being by the water. When and, do you move in? Uh, next month, so, like, a month and ten days. Wow. November. Yeah, I'm excited. It should be, it's a nice change. It's a bigger space and feels. And it just feels good. That's exciting. I yeah. wish I had like a new place to move into. That's always, I <laughs> it's mean, stressful. it's like a stressful thing because I actually hate moving. Like I wouldn't oh. wish that on anybody. Yeah, I just booked movers and it was like to find movers is so expensive and yeah. it's just I hate it. The thought of packing everything up, I'm like, yeah, God. Like, and like you don't even have that much stuff. Like you actually you don't have, think you do, but you probably I probably still have more than I would more think. than you think. Yeah, yeah I mean the books are gonna take up like six boxes <laughs> think about it but like most people have more stuff than you yeah luckily it's a small space yeah. so like in terms of furniture I don't have a lot of furniture yeah I I, I don't wish moving on anyone because moving is stressful and expensive but like the thought of having a new place is exciting like that feeling of like a fresh new start is great yeah no I totally agree yeah so what about you like what's new in your life um that's a great question I don't really know if I have anything like that exciting to share I did some like fun like fall activities over the past couple weeks yeah you went to like a pumpkin patch I went to a pumpkin patch a corn maze um so basic so cute did you have a latte (laughs) I I had an iced coffee actually because it was still quite warm that day but I probably would have had a latte if it was cold it was good it was up near Collingwood it went with a couple friends and we're hoping to go to, like, an outdoor sort of, like, haunted house thing soon. Oh, nice. I found one online that's outdoor and, like, open. And oh, where? It's in, it's, like, near Newmarket. Oh, um, fun. But I'm not giving away too many secrets because I don't want to, like, sell out because I feel like that's the only thing that, like, you oh, can I do love, right now. Yeah, I love haunted houses. Yeah. October is oh, one of my favorite months. Me too. I love it so much. The like, weather. Yeah. yeah. Even when the weather got cold, like, I just kind of felt like I could breathe again. Like, I just felt more, when I was going for walks, it just feels much better than the summer being hot. But like, wearing a mask hot. as well, too, it was, like, it was sweaty. Yeah. Now I'm like, wow, the mask keeps me so cozy. I love it. <laughs> I love the fall. And it turns winter, like, really, really quickly, so. I know. It's only, like, probably four you weeks like, of this. <laughs> take advantage of October when it's still, like, jean jacket weather and not, yeah. like, parka weather yet. But exactly. that's my updates. Other than that, I've just been, like, working. We've been doing a lot of like behind the scenes work on the podcast in terms of like yeah some graphic design stuff for our Instagram and just like planning episodes more thoroughly yeah um, some new plans for upcoming episodes yeah. which we're really excited about so yeah so stay tuned for those things and also make sure to follow us on Instagram to see what we're talking about in terms of like graphics and stuff we share and we share some polls as well before each episode to get your insights too 
Yeah. So on that note, why don't we get into the topic for this week's episode? Let's jump right in. Okay, so for this week's episode, it actually came up when I was looking for a new condo. Mm -hmm. I was texting Sarah being like how my parents have such different opinions about the place I want to get, like, and just, they were both just like driving me absolutely crazy with both of their opinions, and I couldn't make a decision on my own, and I was obviously leaning on them because I had no one else to make a decision with me, and then we kind of started talking about it. Yeah, your mom was more like, save your money, don't move. And your dad was like, well, this is a great opportunity. It's more expensive than what you pay now, but it's worth it. Yeah, because like it's only this much more, but you're getting this much more square footage. So he was like, it was like so split between the two. And then I obviously ended up going with my dad's opinion because I was, I totally agreed with him in the end. And then I kind of triggered, we had a little bit of a conversation about yeah. it, but it triggered us talking about how nature versus nurture and how that affects who we are today mm -hmm. and what has more power over us. So that's today's topic is nature versus nurture, I guess. Yeah, and it's it's something we want to talk about in terms of like how we were raised, um, our parents and how they influenced us. So um, we actually asked a few questions on Instagram just to sort of like gauge the opinion of our audience. Um, questions like, are you more like your mom or your dad? Do you think nature or nurture shapes us to who we are? And then we also asked people to share if they wanted some of like their childhood experiences and how they think that that has affected them as an adult now. Um, so we got some really great responses. So thanks for everyone for like being vulnerable and like telling <laughs> us stuff that you probably didn't have to tell us, but yeah. um, it was great. Um, so the first topic, do you want to do you want to jump right in? Yeah, why don't we just say the difference between nature sure. versus nurture in case some people don't know? Because honestly, I get them always mixed <laughs> up. Before this podcast, I was like, "This is nature," and so it's like, "That's nurture." I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so nature is anything that refers to the genes and hereditary factors that influence who we are. So that could just be like like genetics, like. Things that you really can't change about yourself. Yeah. Like you're born with like brown hair or blue eyes. Exactly. Or some people believe that if you're, you're born with like certain traits that yeah. lead to like more like anger or... Or if your parents or someone from your family has this kind of genetic disorder or genetic... Sure, yeah. ...hereditary factor in the life that therefore that influences who you are and you now have that. Yeah. Versus um, nurture. Nurture is basically all the environmental variables. So that could... That's pretty broad. It goes from childhood experiences, how you were raised how you grew up, it's very like personality, yeah, yeah, social base, like mm -hmm. your social environment, all of these different factors. So I don't really know which one I believe in more, to be honest, I'm kind of Yeah, like, what do you think? Do you think there's one that influences us more, like our development and who we become as adults? I want to say I'm more on the nurture side right away, but then when I think about certain things, about like, because I definitely think my parents have a big impact in who I am today and how I grew up. But then part of me, when I think about that, I'm like, oh, is that nature, though? Because it's, is that genetics? Or is that just actually my environment that I grew up in? But, like, what about that would be genetic? Like, if they have specific personality characteristics that I have now inherited those. Do you think that that stuff is, like, coded in our genetics? Part of me does sometimes. I think there's some characters with my parents that they have personality traits that I've absolutely inherited. And then I think, like, can I not get rid of those traits or can I not – is that just part of who I am now? And I get that from genetics. This or is, like, reminding me of a funny scene in Bridesmaids where <laughs> it's, oh, it's like, Kristen Wiig and I forget the other actress's name and they're, like, both doing a speech for Maya Rudolph, who's the bride, and they're like, oh, I think – 
like they're kind of like one-upping each other each time each person like <laughs> oh, doesn't want the other yeah, person yeah, to finish yeah. the speech last and they're like I think I think we like you know we stay the same and the other one's like no I think we're always changing like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true though we are always changing I agree I think we are always so that's changing. why I think a lot of it is nature at the beginning and then when you become independent from your family yeah it's absolutely nurture because up until when I was maybe 22, I was fully influenced by my family and my environment growing up. But that could also be nurture too. Like that's all that you were around, right? That's why it confuses me. Like which one is it? <laughs> I think I, it's truly both. Like it and is you, both. you really yeah. can't isolate one or the other. Yeah. Um, and if I was to choose one, I would really say that nurture is probably the most impactful one. Yeah. Um, but then again, I know people that have been through like horrible childhoods and their nurturing experience was like the least nurturing thing in the world. But they've grown up to be amazing, powerful people. And that just shows you like resilience is something that is always there regardless of like what happens to you. But yeah, it's an interesting conversation and I don't think it can be like proven one way or the other. It's a very philosophical topic because there's so many ways of thinking about it. Like you can be very scientific or you can be philosophical. And I think I definitely... At least today's topic is we're going to be more on the philosophical side. Yeah. I'm going to take a look at what our poll said on Instagram when we asked this because... Yeah, we got a few questions from people and just opinions, and then we also have our own written down, so we're going to kind of get into those. So 87% of people said that they believed um, nurture drives their behavior Mm. versus 13% said nature. Okay. Which is like sort of... That's how I feel as well. There's probably like a 10%-ish of us that like is truly ingrained in us genetically that we can't change but I think like the majority of us is like we're always changing we're adaptable we learn from who's around us so why don't we get into some of the answers that we got sure yeah the the next poll that we did was are you more like to your mom or your dad what do you think most people said because this kind of shocked me considering probably 80 percent of our Instagram followers are like identified as female so what do you think I didn't even look at the answers I actually don't know um it's I'm a pretty gonna, big discrepancy. Oh, I would think it'd be the mom, but I'm going to guess it was the opposite. It was the opposite, you're right. So How much was the... 67 said they're most like their dad, and 33% they're most like their mom. Interesting, because yeah. I would say the same thing. Yeah, what would you say, like, if someone asked you that question? My dad. You would sure. say you're more like your dad? Yeah, for sure. I don't know, I think I'm more like my mom. You you remind me a lot of your mom. Because if, if you've met Sarah's mom, like, you guys, yeah. I can see that for sure. Like, I don't... Your dad's a lot more quiet. He's a lot more relaxed. Yeah. Like, he's, like, the opposite of a type A person, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. he's very, like, go with the flow versus my mom is more type A, like, organized, analytical, and hmm. that's a lot more how I am. But I'm also, like, I'm different than my mom in so many ways, too. Yeah. Same thing with my dad. Like, I think I inherited certain traits from him. Like, he's very career driven I feel like I've always been since a kid focused on my career and just wanting the best for myself in terms of career like I've never been one to just settle Mm -hmm. I've always been driven in my career and driven in trying to build a life for myself not relying on someone else and that's kind of his personality I'm also more he's very 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 social butterfly like he can have a conversation with just about anybody that's true and that is me (laughs) um but there's also certain – so those are the main things I think I inherited from him and just being outspoken and stubborn. Like, we're both kind of like that. We like to say our opinions. But there's parts of your mom there too. Exactly. Like, I'm very – I would say my warm side is my mom's side. Like, when it comes to – it's weird. I never thought – I realized this when we were in university because I was babysitting kids as, like, side money. 
and I never saw myself as like a mother figure or just being warm to children. Like, and like I told, motherly. yeah, like I totally was like my mom the whole time I was with them. Like I remember doing things with them, and I was like, "This is what my mom did with me. This is how my mom would treat me." So I was very much like her when it came to that part. Like I feel like your mom is like very maternal. Yeah, she's very maternal, and we have such a strong relationship, like mother daughter. Like it's very much maternal as well too. Like mm-hmm. I. It's not like she's, like, my best friend. She's, like, my mother and yeah. my best friend. Like, she's both. But, like, a lot of people have that, like, different boundary with their mom. Where yeah. They're truly, like, best friends, like, me and you. Like, yeah. they'll share stuff that God, I'm like, no. oh, I can't share that no. with my mom. <laughs> yeah. No, but we're my more mom maternal. is not as maternal as your mom. My, more, my mom is less, I don't know how to describe it, but. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen your two relationship. And, like, with my mom, it's, like, we're constantly hugging and all this. Like, it's just we're not the cool mom and daughter who go and get drinks like that would never happen but yeah. we would stay in and watch a movie and just like cuddle on the couch which is like so lame like saying that out loud <laughs> but like that's what we would do so when I was like babysitting I was like wow I'm like my mom here but then like around like socially and like in terms of careers like I'm definitely my dad yeah it's interesting we like take traits from both and I wonder is it something we unknowingly like choose from each or is it yeah. some whatever like sort of just sticks I think yeah, I don't know, because I remember as a kid as well, too, like, when I was really, really young, I remember thinking, like, wow, I'm acting like my dad here in the situation, mm-hmm. and I was like, how come I'm acting like him? But is it because I'm just like him, or is it because I've seen him act this way? But I've never seen my dad in work, I just know he's that personality, because I, like... But he takes that personality, like, home, too. Exactly, yeah. and I think maybe it's just, when he has that strength, when I'm in certain situations, I can be really quiet, like a mouse, like my mom, or I can be, like, really loud like my dad mm-hmm. like I kind of can go both ways and as a kid I think when I was really really young I was more like my mom but when I met you you were not the same person you are today <laughs> yeah. and we'll talk a little bit about that later but <laughs> and then it's also to say like is that your mom leaving you and your dad's traits coming out or is that just you growing up and getting more exactly. confident right and but then when you've grown up become more confident do you then replicate your one parent more often because that's the thing it's like I've definitely grown up but I can see myself even now acting more like my dad than I did as a kid in more positive ways. But maybe it's also just like your dad represents like a responsible driven adult and now you yeah. feel like a responsible driven adult. So maybe you're not being like your dad. You're just being like a responsible driven adult. Almost responsible. I'm getting there. You know what I mean. I just broke a ceramic toilet today. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was about to leave and she told me to like wait wait and basically sent me a photo of her porcelain toilet broken in half yeah like I, I wasn't sh- I wasn't surprised at all <laughs> like who even breaks like you know the part that it's not even the toilet like it was like the part that goes on top of the lid yeah. I cracked it open and cracked a piece off of it don't know how I'm not, I'm not shocked. That's a, a big Leanna move. Like, I'm literally moving out. Lasted two years without breaking anything, and then I'm like, Cracks shit. the toilet. Now I have to email the owner being like, P.S., I just broke a toilet. When you told me you cracked the toilet, I truly thought you, like, <laughs> like the toilet bowl, like, in half. Like, no. you sat down, and it was just, like, on a glass leg and just done. But wait, just cracked it? No. Just no. the lid of the toilets, who you wouldn't think you just smash, but I did. Anyways, let's read what people said for our responses sure so the question that we asked was tell us um how you think your childhood experience shaped who you are now 
and um, one of the responses we got saying friends that you grow up, grow up with shape who you are now. So they're sort of reflecting on the fact that it's not just your parents. It's also mm-hmm. like your social circles as a kid. Um, the life experiences you have and the beliefs you have have a big impact. But I truly think like those beliefs for the first, I would say like 18 years of your life are like heavily influenced by your parents' beliefs. Yeah. For sure. All my, yeah, as a kid, like, your beliefs are your parents. But the friend thing is interesting because I never thought too much about the friends I grew up with as a child also influenced who I was. So how do you think your friends did? Um, it's hard for me to remember, like, how my childhood mm-hmm. friends would have shaped me. Like, yeah, those memories aren't that strong. Like, I have, like, some, but nothing crazy. But it was really, like, my high school friends that – like, that sort of onset of, like, puberty, like, those awkward, like, 14 to 16 years of age, those friends really, I feel like, help you become independent, you learn a lot of new things, you're so getting you, more independence at that time to, like, do things with friends. So you felt that way in high school, like, you're becoming more shaped by your friends. Totally, totally. And before that, not so much. Interesting. Yeah, how about you? I don't think I really saw an influence from my friends until I was in university, Really? To be honest, yeah. Because then I think back, maybe in elementary school, like, I remember I had one friend who I was, like, best friends with that she was a lot more social and, like, flirty than I was. And I remember wanting to be like that and, like, trying, but it just wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of, like, gave up <laughs> and was like, all right, we're going to be just, like, opposites in this. But, like, I was okay with that because, like, we were still friends. And then, so I kind of, like, gave up on trying to act like her In high school, I never really, like, looked up to my friends in the sense that, like, oh, I should be more like this or I should open up more this way. Like, I think I kind of just, like, stayed in my shell up until university where Mm -hmm. I finally was, like, people were, like, questioning me, like, who I, like, you know, you're just more, like, in a situation where you have to be, like, okay, this is who I am. Well, we were also, like, away from home, so it's not like every day you would go home after university. Exactly, and I think I just, growing up, I was in a shell for my parents. Like, they were, I grew up with very European parents. They kind of... They're set in their ways and how they raise their kids. I would say, like, kids. conservative in a way. Very conservative. Yeah. So I never went crazy at all <laughs> until, like, university, I guess. Like, the worst thing I did was, like, stay past, like, 11 o'clock at night bike riding with friends. Like, did you go to parties in high school? And not to say that, like, going to parties, like, makes your experience in high school. I'm just curious. I went to, like, two, I think. Two or th- – yeah, two. But you didn't drink at them. No, I did. But oh. my parents didn't know. I just I was sleeping over at my friends' yeah, house. Yeah, the classic they sleepover. Even, they didn't even question it. One time I came home, like, kind of tipsy from, like, a day of drinking with friends. And it was, like, the first time my parents saw me. And my mom was just, like, laughing really hard. And said, so walk in a straight line. And I remember, like, I totally, like, fell off the line. And she was, like, go to bed. And she was so annoyed at me. And I, like, blamed it on sugar. And she almost believed me that it was sugar. Because that's how conservative and, like, closed-minded they are. They believed I was... Yeah, they didn't believe you, but they no. wanted to believe you. My they mom, wanted you to be just, like, My mom sugar. told my dad I was hyper on sugar, and then my dad believed it. She's covering for you. I'm sorry <laughs> to my parents for the... <laughs> that was the worst thing I ever many did. Many nights where, like, they... It was usually, like, a rotary, like, one parent of one friend would, like, pick up all the friends from a party, and then, like, people would switch, right? Yeah. And sometimes my parents would, like, just pick me up. And, like, I apologize for the <laughs> nights that I was probably, like, way too drunk at 16. Like, thank you for giving me the freedom to do that. And, like, I was safe every time. Like, nothing happened. It was bad. But I'm sorry. See, I never had that until, like, university, uh, I think. 
Yeah, that but that's was... the thing. Like, I was worried about those people that didn't do that in, in high school because you get to university, especially like us where we lived away from home, and you have like all the freedom in the world. I mean, and you kind of like go crazy. I didn't go crazy. I think I was pretty good. But some people do. Like, yeah. some people are like, oh, I can drink alcohol now, and they don't yeah. know like how to oh, drink it. Like, they don't knew, know how much. Remember, we knew those girls. Like, you could t- like the thing is like I've had alcohol before, so I've been drunk. I just never like went wild with like at a party. Yeah. But, like, I remember there was in university in first year, there was those people who you knew had never had alcohol in their life before. And it was so funny. Because <laughs> you were looking at them but and it's like, also oh. so dangerous. Oh, yeah. They were, like, ridiculous, I remember. It's interesting when you say, like, none of your friends from high school were, like, people that you wanted to be like. You wanted. Yeah. I didn't, I also didn't feel that way. It wasn't like I was looking at my friends, like, I need to be more like you or yeah. do that to be more like you. But... All my friends sort of were a little bit different and, like, came from different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and had, like, different, like, family experiences. So that was sort of the first time that we were all able to learn, like, okay, my own family experience isn't universal, right? Like, yeah. people have more money, less money, more problems or less problems, and that shapes them in different ways. I think you don't realize that sometimes until after high school, though, because I feel like when you grow up in high school, everyone's kind of from the same area as you, at least with my high school. We're all from the same town. Yeah. So you kind of know what everyone has with money. Like, everyone's kind of... There wasn't too many, like, major changes in, like... Like, I don't know how to explain it, but everyone was kind of the same. Like, I feel like I went to high school where everyone was, like, the same ground, the same... Obviously, there's always those kids who are, like, loaded, but... Yeah, so, it's, it's not to say, like, my friends... We were all very, like, like well-off or very well-off. Like, no one yeah. was, like, struggling, but... I don't know. It's like, you go to someone's parent, You go to someone's house for dinner, and, like, you witness how their family interacts. Yeah. And you're like, wait, that's different than the way we do. And it's yeah. not to say one is better. It's just, like, kind of opens your eyes to different. the different experiences yeah. that people have with their families. Exactly, yeah. And, like, they're into, people are into different hobbies, whereas, like, when you're younger, like, there's the general things you do, like, you play soccer, you do this, you do yeah. that, but when you get older, you really have the autonomy to choose, like, I want to do this, because yeah. I like it, and then you meet people in those things that are similar to you in that way that you might not have met when you're younger. No, for sure. The next um, response we have is someone saying that their siblings shaped them a lot to, like, who they are today. Oh, interesting. Um, they had three brothers, and they feel like they're, like, a super tough and uh, empathetic person now because they're, like, the only girl in their family that grew up with three brothers. I can see that for sure. Like, if you grew up with a lot of, like, men in your life, and they, if you're close to your brothers, they can easily shape you to be that, like, strong, powerful girl yeah. when you grow up, and you don't take people's shit. You're mm-hmm. just, like... You also just, like, yeah, you act differently because of you grew up with brothers. We both grew up with, like, only one brother. He's yeah. older. Yeah. Same age, right? I think. 1991. Uh, no, 92. So, yours is a year Very older. similar, though. Yeah. How do you think your brother shaped who you are? I think I was, like, as a kid, I'm happy. I always wanted a sister, but, like, looking back, I'm happy mm-hmm. I had a brother because I really don't think I could deal with the competition of having a sister. Like... God, no. No. It sounds stressful. It sounds horrible, but at the same time, when you're older, there's always that, like, close relationship that sisters have that I'll never have with my brother. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's different. And I never understand people that are, like, that close with their brothers. I'm like, how do you get there? Like, sisters have so many shared things that they can relate on, right? But it was good. Like, he always, like, stood up for me for things. and But we truly were such different people that, like, I felt like we were, like... 
moving on the same road, but we're, like, different cars on the same road. Mm -hmm. So, like, we influenced each other, but I don't think that much, if that makes sense. Like, Like, you didn't take anything from him into who you are today, necessarily? Um, nothing, like, I don't know. Like, nothing really comes to mind. And, like, he's a great person, but... I never shaped myself after him. Like, I I looked at him sometimes to be like, oh, like, he's a cool older brother. But, like, when I look back, I really did my own thing. When you guys were kids, like, elementary school and high school, not high school, elementary school, did you guys hang out a lot? No. Because we were, like, three years apart, and that's a lot in elementary school. Interesting. So our brother was two years, but we were very close in elementary school. Like, he had his friends, and I had my friends, and there was probably times where I wanted to hang out with him and his friends. Oh, yeah, I totally wasn't. I was invited all the time. It was cool. But (laughs) I don't know if I did. Like, I don't know. I can't remember any of that. Is that bad? No. No, I remember elementary school always hanging out with my brother's friends, and his also because his best friend was a family friend, so, like, I knew his parents really well. Mm -hmm. He had a little sister who I was, like, friends with, but she was younger than me. Yeah, we had that, So they were more of a family friend, but I was always... So whenever they had sleepovers, I would just, like, take along sometimes when I was invited. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I would just show up at the sleepovers. I think I would probably throw tantrum if I wasn't invited. <laughs> Who knows? But we would all, like, hang out, the three of us, and then the little sister, too. And then, like, i go play with her. And yeah, but I, I think that's hang out with them. than, like, just hanging out with your brother. You're hanging out with, like, Oh, it was always siblings. his friends. Like, even when he had his guy friends over, like, I would kind of just, like... Where were your friends? <laughs> I had friends, but, like... I don't know. I always hung out with his friends also. Like, it's weird. Like, my As well? Or, like, you didn't hang out with your friends other than, like, at school? No, I hung out with my friends, and he was never invited to hang out. Like, I had my one best friend who was, like, down the street, but we would hang out and do, I think, a lot of, like, girl stuff, like, play with dolls and stuff. But whenever I wanted to play sports, I was always with Michael and his friends. Yeah, likes playing sports. As a kid, I was very active, (laughs) actually. Because they did more things that were cool. They would, like be throwing around a football or going bike riding or mm-hmm. they would just be like being or they would his one friend was very artistic so they would film movies and I would always like we would just pretend oh, like we're acting that just unlocked a weird memory in my brain <laughs> really I feel like my brother did that too like they, yeah. there was a point where I feel like every like 10 year old boy was, was like movies. making movies <laughs> yeah so I was always in the movies I was the girl in the movies yeah so I, I remember that but I don't think that shaped who I was today no, I Maybe don't. it triggered interest, though, because I still like that lame stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I truly... And I think you would like that stuff even if you were, <laughs> like, an only child. <laughs> no. But my brother and I were never close after elementary school. Like, high school, we never really talked. University, we barely and talked. And you guys went to the same high school? Same high school, but very different friend groups. Like, he was pretty... He became pretty quiet in high school, so... But weren't you also quiet in high school? I was, but I had a big group of friends, whereas that were like my best friends, whereas he had a big group of friends that not necessarily were all of his best friends, if that makes sense. Like he just had like acquaintances friends. I had like my girl group Mm -hmm. who were like my best friends, whereas I don't think he had that close friendship. He had friends, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We've never been close. We're very opposite. So I don't see, I agree with you, like nothing about him has influenced except for the fact that he's very patient and I should be more patient like him. Yeah. He's got a lot of patience, my brother. He's yeah. very calm and nice, and I try to be more like that, but I'm not. You're nice. I'm nice. I'm just not calm <laughs> in certain situations. You're not calm. No, you never really are, but you're nice. <laughs> Thanks. 
Okay, what's the next answer to um, that, or question? The next response is um, someone saying that as a child, people always thought that they were super shy and quiet. I feel like you might relate to this. Um, but when an actual, like, as a child, they actually had raging, like, anxiety. They had so much anxiety that made them feel like they didn't know how to express themselves. I, that's how I'm reading into it. So they were shy and quiet. Um, and they're saying they still have that anxiety, but they didn't realize as a kid that that was anxiety. They thought that was their personality. Oh, I could thousand percent relate to this yeah yeah (laughs) like I think a lot of yeah one thousand percent like I think as a kid you don't know that you might have depression or you might have anxiety you just kind of think you don't even think about it like you're not that aware of your emotions I think more so now just because I see like 10 year olds like aware of what mental health is now versus with us it's more talked about though and even because our parents when they grew up they didn't have it but they're now in an environment now where it's talked about so they still hear about it but when we were kids it wasn't talked about they didn't really hear about it and you would think older generations would know more about their emotions but they don't. Because it, it, again, was not talked about. It was a culture of, like, we don't talk about emotions. No. Like, unless they're, like, good emotions. But I do feel like it's on a spectrum. Like, you can't have good emotions that are, like, too high on the spectrum. Like, then you're, like, sort of manic, right? Yeah. And if you're too low, then you're depressed. Like, you always have to be sort of in this middle section. Exactly. Like, you have your good days and your bad days, but it's always that up and down. It's, and then steadiness. It's, if it's too much of those good and bad days, then you just don't really know what that means, I think. It's interesting. Like, did you think you were a shy person? I did, but when I think back to my childhood, like, I was 1,000% depressed at times. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was definitely experiencing depression as a kid. But you just I assumed had no that clue. was, like, a personality trait. Yeah, because I was the kind of person who would go to school and put on the smile and be really happy, then kind of come home and be a little bit upset about stuff. Yeah. And whether it's upset, I'm upset about just everything, like, just life, like, not anything specific, just, I was just not happy all the time. Mm-hmm. But then at school, I would be really happy. So I was like, oh, I must just be, like, in a mood. But were you, like, happy at school because you knew you had to look happy at school? Or, exactly. Or were you happy at school because it was, like, a, like yeah. it was actually a happy place? No, I just knew I had to look happy. Yeah. You just, you don't know. And, like, my parents also, they're, like I said, they're European. They grew up from Italian parents. They grew up in England. People, British people don't show emotion. They're pretty emotionless. Really? <laughs> yeah, and then you add an Italian on top of that, and it's just like, what are emotions? They don't even exist. <laughs> I feel like Italians, like, show so much emotion. Yeah, but, like, the opposite. Like, nothing's sad. It's all, like, happy anger. I don't even know. It's just all the, like, it's, uh, they're emotional about, like, the really large emotions, but the small, like, I'm feeling upset, I need to have alone time. It's like, that's get not over even, it. That's yeah. not even a thing. It's like, get over it, have a glass of wine, you're fine, eat some pasta. Like, you'll be okay. I'm trying to think, like, I feel like my personality, like, a lot of people that have known me since I was younger, like, 11, 12 years old, they say that I'm, like, the exact, like, I'm the exact same person as I always was. Really? Yeah. Like, I haven't changed a bit, apparently. Well, since I've known you, you've changed. But to the core, have I really changed? Yes. Really? I think you're the only person that says that. Really? Because, like, all my high school friends, like, when I joke around and, like, I'm silly, they're like, you're the same girl I knew in, like, grade 8. But maybe also they didn't live with you. Like, I lived with you for four years, so I saw you at your worst, and I've also seen you at your best. Jesus. <laughs> no. I mean, like, there's all, we've all been at our, in high school, you, or sorry, university, you kind of get to your worst at some points. 
Like, you kind of hit rock bottom. I don't think I did in university. Not rock bottom. Okay, I'm going to be dramatic. I don't think I hit rock bottom in university, but I definitely had my low points. I had a lot of lows and a lot of highs. Yeah. And I think you guys all saw that. And I've definitely changed from who I was then. I still experience lows and highs, but different types of lows and highs. But I also saw you experience lows and highs. But my personality in terms of, like, being outgoing and funny and, like, silly and, yeah, like, that confident, hasn't, that, that hasn't, hasn't changed. No, that hasn't changed. I but, think you're thinking about, like, my, like, I don't know, ability to, like, cope and stuff like maybe, that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking, like, more deep. Than just, like, yeah, like, on a surface level. like Surface level, you have not changed. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. But, like, on a deeper level, I think you have. Yeah, and I think every, like, that deeper level is, like, what you don't know when you meet someone for the first time, yeah, right? You exactly. don't know that until you really, really, really know someone. Yeah, it's true. Like, I guess if I met you in high school, I probably would have been, like, oh, she's also loud and funny and loud. <laughs> so there was this exercise we did in one of my, I think it was, like, in religion class or in grade 12, and we had this, like, pretty progressive teacher that didn't really want to teach about religion, so we just basically <laughs> did, like, it was like so almost like mini psychology, and she taught us a lot of fun stuff. But one of the exercises was that we we were all supposed to write. It wasn't supposed to be bad things about people. It was just supposed to be like things you notice about people, like not good or bad. Okay. Like Leanna is really interactive in class, or like I don't know. But we always did this when we used to like live in a house. Remember, we would say like three good traits, three bad traits about each roommate. <laughs> Yeah, but this was, like, people that, like, might not really know you that were just in the same class okay, as you, like, sort of, like, I would assumptions. Hate, if I was a kid, I would absolutely want to go run into the bathroom and cry. So we did, and it was all an anonymous, even though, like, you could tell what's, oh, like, I some hate, people's writing was, like, so that. distinguishable. Yeah. So we did this, and for the most part, it was, like, great singer, fun smile, funny, remember, good personality. I did that, too, and I know we did that also. And so I got a lot of, like, loud, funny, <laughs> outgoing, like, things I already knew and was like, okay. And then I remember someone, and I knew their writing because they had really distinct, like, you know when people used to write A's, like, really specifically, like... The little curl to it. Yes. And it's, like, annoying. Okay. And they thought they were, like, really artsy because they wrote A's like that. So yeah. this was a girl that, as you can see, the resentment I still hold. But, um, <laughs> and I knew it was her writing, and she was using, like, a purple pen or something. Like, I could, like... I could tell it was her, and she wrote something like, makes jokes about people at their expense, or something, (laughs) like, and I was like, like, Jesus Christ, like, this was supposed to be, like, a, either, like, a neutral comment, or a nice comment, like, it wasn't supposed to be, like, a dig, and I remember just being like, okay, well, obviously, you can't handle, like, you don't have a sense of humor, (laughs) but, like, I look back. It's just, like, funny, because you... Always make jokes at people's expense now. <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, no, no, that's true. I did that all the time. Yeah, all the and time. I still do it. But, like, <laughs> when it's my friends, they know that it's, like, in a joking way. Well, yeah, well, most people, like, you're never doing it in a mean way. Not in a malicious way. But, like, if people are really, like, awkward, then I can see they take it personally. But that's, that's, a, that's a them problem, not a you problem. And I also think being... in high school, like, I didn't know when to, like, Okay, now, like, joke's yeah. over. Like, Sometimes, I would just keep it going. Every university, I'd be like, Sarah, like, you gotta stop now. Because, <laughs> like, you take things far, and you're like, okay, not funny anymore. But you've gotten better with that. Nice person. Okay, what are some more responses that we got? Um, this is bringing up all the childhood memories, all the feels. <laughs> another response we got saying that they thought their childhood was really special, and that um, they had their mom stay at home with them, like, as oh, a stay-at-home okay. mom while That's they grew nice, up yeah. and, like, raised them. 
and they're saying like I learned so much from my mom she's the kindest person I've ever met and I'm nowhere near as nice as she is but it's definitely like rubbed off on me um that's sweet I know so nice I was I was reading I was like that's such a beautiful thing to say yeah um and then they also said they feel that how you're treated as a child really affects how you treat others as an adult yeah how do you feel about that I totally agree with that my mom is similar she's very warm and sweet to me and like we always say like our whole family says my mom is the nicest person on the planet like I obviously like there's more people but like yeah we always would just like we refer to her as a saint like even my dad says like your mom's can't do anything wrong she's like we put her on a pedestal as being this like symbol of and do you think she like hears that and no she doesn't think she's like that but she is like she's like there's no bad in her like I literally cannot say one bad thing about her because we all see her as this like symbol of goodness and so when I think in certain situations, I think a lot more as I grew older, I be- started to just like be better for myself and be a better person because I realized how short life is and mm-hmm. how everything can be gone in an instant. And I want to be more good like my mom because she's just like so kind and sweet and never means any harm to anybody. Doesn't matter who sh- they are, like she's just always good. So I try to definitely bring that into my life more. I don't, like, people like that are, I feel like, on another, like, they're born in another, like, I don't know how she's always good. Like, she just... I can't, I wish I could, but I can't be like Like, she puts her family before everything. She's, like, the light in my life that I think of. that's so nice. (laughs) I don't, I always refer to her as, like, the light because whenever I'm feeling like, like, my toilet freaking broke today. I was, like, so upset about it. I was, like, I don't know what to do. I call my mom and she, like, is, like, laughing and makes it okay. Like, she gives me advice about it. Is your mom really calm? Yes. Very. I don't really know her very well. So. Very, very calm. Okay. I wish I could be more calm. What like happened you? to you? <laughs> Why are you not calm? <laughs> you know, she's very calm. Very soft-spoken and calm. She's very soft-spoken. I, I can be soft-spoken. Can? I don't know you. <laughs> I think I can To me, be. you're like, no. I feel like at work, I'm... No. Usually. Maybe soft. the first week. In the first month, I think. I'm, like, pretty soft-spoken. And then you're, like, on Zoom with your, like, underwear drying on the <laughs> rack behind you, and they realize she's not the type, type of girl we thought she was. Oh, yeah. With, like, story. the lace thongs. Funny story is that, well, might as well just say it. I was, like, on a Zoom call with coworkers, and I, like, always dry my underwear. Don't know why. On my, like, record player, it has, like, a lid. Why, of all places in your apartment, would you dry it on your record player? Because <laughs> I don't want to have the full drying rack out because it takes a lot of space. So if it's just underwear. But on an electronic piece of thing, like a <laughs> record player? Like, what it's if it's on, wet and it's it gets on? The, it's on the top of it. It won't get that wet. So I always, like, it's just a perfect drying rack because the way it, like, it's, like, one of those record players that's, like, in a suitcase kind of and the suitcase, like, opens up. Do you up. have it open to dry that? Yeah, yeah. I leave it open. That's so weird, Leanna. <laughs> so anyways, they were drawing behind me for like the entire Zoom call. And then I didn't realize until the end that I asked my colleague, I was like, did you like see my underwear behind me? She's like, yeah. And I was like, did you see that? It was like, I had like cupcakes on them and like rainbows. And she's like, I just thought it was really colorful. I was like, that's embarrassing. Because <laughs> I have like literally like snow white underwear. Like I'm not kidding you. It's like my granny panties that I wear for like sleeping. Would you like to share your other Zoom story <laughs> while we're at it? I don't know. It's my other Zoom story. The when short I... shorts. <laughs> yeah, one time I wore short shorts and I stood okay, up. Okay, let me preface this with: if you ever met Leanna from the ages of eighteen to twenty-three, 
you would know if you lived with her. She was unable to wear pajamas that were not totally exposing. Like, she would buy, like, triple XL size shorts. <laughs> Let's just preface it even further. Leanna's got a badonka donk. <laughs> She's got a little booty in the back, so... It's one of those things where if the shorts are elasticy or like like flimsy, flimsy or like light, like a light fabric that can just blow up with the air, it's gonna be up her ass. <laughs> and not, and I don't even mean just like oh, it looks like you have a wedgie, like ass cheeks out. We lived with other people, and most of the girls would laugh, but the two guys we lived with. They had to put their foot down sometimes and say, hey, I'm not cool with watching you cook your pasta with your two ass cheeks out. I remember the time where, like, Tina was just like, you know, like, this is not okay. The, the, the weird thing is she wouldn't, I wouldn't she wouldn't even, even know that they, her ass was out. Like, I would just, like, laugh. You know when, like, something happens, like, your dress blows up in public or whatever, your shirt comes up, you feel like, okay, I need to pull this down or fix this. Like, that thing, that seam of the short, like, must have been... <laughs> chafing your ass so hard like it was up there and she just like mm, nothing's wrong frying my egg like making my coffee like oh do you see my full ass cheek I can't even tell so every time we told her she'd be like oh really <laughs> I got new shorts though from pajamas I finally that were longer I've seen them no like most of them are Those long. purple ones no not the purple ones which is I was wearing like not the purple ones, thank God. Those I threw those out. Back okay. <laughs> to. Um, I was wearing like these other ones. Oh, I know what shorts the you're burgundy wearing. Burgundy ones from right? Aerie. Yeah, those, those are short on me too. Yeah, so I stood up in the meeting and like, cause my what was something happened behind me. I had to like do something. Oh, my computer died. I had to, so get I had to plug it in. Okay. So we're in like a call with like only our colleagues, so like my own team. But so I had to get up from my chair and go... kept the video on. Like, yeah. Okay. I got up from my chair. I stand up. I go plug it in. I sit back down. And my face just, like, drops. Because I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, I just, like, stood up and turned around. But, like, so I texted my colleagues, like, did you just, like, see my leg? She's like, yep. And I was like, oh, no. See your legs? Yeah. Because I was, like... I saw you in your shorts. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, did you just, like, see... And she's like, yep. I saw everything. I was like, did you see, like behind she's like you bent down so like <gasps> you was, bent down yeah she's like it was kind of cut off from the camera so she didn't see my butt okay. but she saw like bent down but she's like but well, we saw your full legs like really short like up to your leg yeah those shorts are short and I was like I oh shit those. I was like I don't think anyone noticed because usually when you talk it like those like this picture goes like full screen I wasn't talking so I was like probably no one saw it's like a small screen yeah two colleagues messaged me after being like Nice shorts. You didn't wear pants today? And I was like, oh, boy. And I was just, like, so embarrassed. I would be, like, my heart would be beating out of my chest. I called my mom, like, just, like, freaking out and, like, telling her. I was like, I work with, like, 40-year-old men. This is so inappropriate. Like, what do I do? She's like, it's just, like, wearing a bathing suit. It's It's fine. It's not inappropriate. It's just, like... Oh, you might I was, feel, I would oh, feel embarrassed, but it's not like, inappropriate yeah. for like, men. Like I just felt like for three days I couldn't like talk to anybody. And then they were, now it's like a long joke in my company. Like, Leanne, you can put pants on this morning? And I'm like, So do oh. you wear pants now? I do, most of the time I do. With clients, absolutely, because I don't want to risk it. And I've almost like stood up in a client meeting. I'm like, shit, 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 I'm wearing shorts. Now I like turn the video off and then get up and go do my stuff. So why don't we get into some of the questions that, we wrote down for ourselves about sure. nature versus nurture. I feel like we're totally getting like off topic half the time, but like it's still the same conversation. 
I think we're, we're talking, we're like reflecting on our childhoods and yeah. some like funny and good stories we have. Okay, this one's really interesting. Are you a blank canvas or are we shaped by our experiences? Like, like are, are we born a blank yeah, canvas? Yeah, are we born a blank canvas? Blank canvas. I think we are born, like, it's interesting because I think we're born without experiences, obviously. Like, yeah. we're born into the world with the first breath we take. That's our first experience. But I noticed, like, you could be raised by the same parents, but two different kids could have very different personalities that come yeah. out early on, right? Which is interesting because, yeah, like we said, we both are not anything like our siblings. Well, I would say I'm maybe, dissimilar to my sibling, but yeah. I'm different. But does your sibling, do you think, inherited certain traits from your parents that you can see in your brother? Yeah, he's more like my, a lot more like my mom. That's interesting. But so am I. I don't know. He's, it's hard to say. Like, we're all so different. Like, everyone in your family, like, Like, I'd say me and my dad have a better sense of humor together. Like, we laugh at the same stuff. Yeah. Um, and maybe my brother and my mom might have a more shared sense of humor. But do you think you inherited the humor from your dad versus your mom? Oh, like, I don't think I inherited it from my dad. Okay. I think I just... You watched him with that humor? I don't know. That's like, why it's confusing, right? He's not necessarily, like, a jokester. He, yeah. like, is a, a a person that jokes around, but he's not, like, a jokester, like, always making jokes. I don't know. I also think it's, like, if your parents, when you're younger, like, really, like, support you in whatever you do. Mm-hmm. If you're, like, so, for example, if I was, like, super into, like, arts and crafts as a kid and they were, like, oh, Supporting you, it. you're amazing, we'll hang your artwork up in our house, whatever. yeah. I think that is more, more influential than, like, their personalities. It's true. I agree with that. Like, as a kid, I was – I remember when I first was really young, I was not into school. And my parents, like, kind of tried to get me more into school. Then suddenly I read Harry Potter and became a huge broken nerd. And they, like, totally – but they supported that. Like, I was really into reading, so they bought me all these books yeah. that I wanted to read. I remember I had, like, a bookshelf as a kid and so I really wanted one. I filled it what with – What else is new? Books. I also started to write stories as a kid, and they supported my stories, like, but neither one of them is have, like that. Is like that. Like, they not, my mom cannot read a book if her life depended on it. Really? No. I see her as, like, such a no. reader. She reads, like, cookbooks only. She can't read a book. So I've bought her books before, and I read them faster than her. So, like, I inherited my love for literature, I would say, from no one. <laughs> Just, like, kind of fostered from my environment. Yeah. But when I also think about what in my environment did that, I have no clue. There's not one thing I can, only thing I remember is reading, point. reading Harry Potter and being like, wow, I love Harry Potter. Now I'm going to keep reading books. And then I just love books. Because like, for me, like my, my parents were not like into theater or acting or drama or anything. And like, and then you are, I was yeah, so much. A good question related to that is, are your parents more like arts people or like science math people? Like, my dad was an engineer, so I would say he's science and math. Yeah, 100%. My mom, I don't know. <laughs> She's just neither. She, like, when she... She grew up in a small town in England, so she never went to university or college. But she had a lot of interest in nutrition. So I guess she is more scientific in that sense because she actually knows a lot about nutrition. So I guess they're both more... My dad was... My dad's actually really good at math. Like, I remember I sucked at math, and he would really help me a lot. Me too. Same. Did you ever have those, like, I don't know, I feel like I've seen a lot of, like, TikToks about this and, like, memes 
where it's like you and your dad like working on your math homework and like by the end of it you're both like flipping the table and like <laughs> yelling at each other yep that would be that I had that all the time like breaking pencils and half like I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> math was horrible I hated math so many nights like me and my dad at the kitchen table and he's like such a math person it's like yeah, and like, he thinks differently than me. So, like, he would explain it in a way that makes sense to him. But for me, it would be like, what the? F-? And then they get so frustrated because they're like, how do you not get this? But yes. it's like, you're literally teaching 40 years difference of generations of school. Like, it they learn it so different. It's just like some people, their brains are wired to understand things yeah. in a certain way and others need, was, like, yeah. a visualization of it or something. Well, it's like with science, too. Like, I can, my mom would just know the, like, everything. And I'm like, how do you remember that stuff? Yeah. So, neither my parents were into the arts at all like I would say they appreciate the arts but they never were they're not like, same both my parents like my mom's a chemist and my dad's an engineer like yeah I wish I was good at math it's very valuable it, it isn't though I think it's very valuable like I don't use math ever and if it is I'm using like equations in an excel spreadsheet and it does it for me and I I would never need to manually true, do but it that one math course that was like quantitative versus qualitative it was all like problem solving yeah research methods yeah, that was really helpful. But that to me is math I can understand. Yeah, I was better at that course. Things I think like, I like passed it. <laughs> I don't think I got a good like mark. Like functions and stuff. Oh I'm like, gosh. oh my god, don't even. Like, I don't. Like, that's like trauma. <laughs> that actually brings me back to a very dark, dark place. <laughs> okay, let me think of another question that we had. Okay, what if you are an only child? Does growing up without a sibling make you any different? Or does it not matter? It's hard to say because we're both not only children, but... But we have friends who grew up as only kids. Yeah, my boyfriend's an only child. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Some of my friends are always, like, only child syndrome. There's so many times that they act a certain way that you're just, like, only child syndrome. It's true. So, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, there's that, like... It's, like, no shade to only children, but, like, there's that little bit of, like, they don't understand how, like, your act- your actions might affect other people because they're, like, the only kid in the house. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, all about their actions. And, That's like, true. there wasn't any other kid to, like, bounce things off of, right? Yeah. And also, like... It wasn't, like, competing personalities. And, I feel like, like some kids who grew up as an only child either grew up really independent or grew up very dependent. However, I do know some people that are not only childs, only childs, only children... <laughs> But they're also not independent whatsoever. Yeah, that's true, actually. So it's not necessarily, but... I do think it's a very different experience, though. Yeah. And I, and I think for the most part, like, my boyfriend and also our other friend who's an only child, they're, like, in a way, I feel like you grow up with more adults around you. Do you know what I mean? Like they're more mature. You're a little bit for sure. more mature because you're growing up and your, your closest people are your parents, right? There's no other yeah. kid. Yeah, they didn't grow up with the whole, like... Oh, like your brother did this. You're and sharing. Upset. Yeah. You're sharing. You're having fights about this. I didn't grow up with any of that no. stuff. So like, they almost don't have like patience for when people. Like I remember when we lived in a house together, the two guys were only child. The older girls had siblings. <laughs> so if you think true. about it. And then like we would all get. Sometimes we would fight about like petty stuff, and they would both just be like, "What the hell." Like it just doesn't make sense. Like yeah. they wouldn't be they like. They never had to share, right? Yeah. yeah like it just was a question. Yeah. And they also both kind of did their own thing in the house. But that also could have been the fact that, like, they were the only guys that lived with us. And they also had their own very unique friends outside of the house. Whereas, for the most part, the girls, like, we're all, we were yeah. our, each other's closest friends. That's true. 
Yeah, but I, I do think it does make a difference. And yeah. I always feel bad for, like, middle children. Yeah. I, I do feel like they, they get the shit end of the stick most of the time. It's interesting. Like, why do you think that, though? Because I think the first child, like you said, like... They get more attention. It's always, like, um... What's the, what's the word? I don't know how to describe it, but... When you have your first kid, you're, like, so careful. Like, they don't... You don't have, like, anything out that could, like hurt them, you, like, you yeah. follow them around, you make sure they never hurt themselves, and then you realize, okay, like, I, I kind of know what I'm doing, and then you have, like, the second child, and you're, like, okay, so we're good, we know what mm-hmm. to do, and then it's usually, like, the third child comes in, and at that time, the older child is, like, getting older where they need, like, special parental attention, mm-hmm. and the younger child, the newer child, is, like, also, also needs that special attention, because they're the youngest, then the one in the middle is kind of just, like, floating around, like, getting yeah. whatever they can. It's true. I think there is something about, like, being a male child. It that, makes like, you more independent because I feel like you, you never had that period of long-term yeah. attention. Do you think that, like, being the youngest, that you were treated, like, the typical, like, I'm the youngest, I'm treated this way? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You? Yeah, but what was your experience of being the youngest? Because we're, we're we both, have... like, the youngest in our families. And the both youngest being the girl, too. Which has a big my, impact, I think. I think my brother was, like, a trailblazer with, like, making mistakes and, like, fucking up a little bit, whereas, like, anything that I did, it would have been something that he already did, mm-hmm. so it's not, it doesn't feel as, like, crazy to my parents, right? Like, yeah. it's like, oh, your brother already did that, we either, we can get over the fact that, like, our kids are gonna make this mistake, or, like, it's not as bad as what he did, so it's okay. Yeah. I don't know, I think I got away with more stuff, but also, I don't think I, like, I don't think I was as, like, daring as my brother was in high school, like, I didn't do as much stuff that might get me in trouble as he did Mm -hmm. but maybe that's just my perspective it's interesting because my brother was definitely pretty introverted very introverted as a kid so like growing up once we got past like elementary school into high school he was always staying home on his computer playing video games whereas I was always out hanging out with my friends you were the one making the mistakes yeah even then I don't really think you made that many did you exactly I didn't but to my parents they were mistakes like that was the first time they'd ever experienced it it's like I was biking past 11 o'clock like my curfew world's ending whereas kids are doing drugs at my age and I'm just biking in the neighborhood past 11 o'clock or helmet on yeah or I would like forget to text my parents when I got to someone's house yeah end of this world scenario whereas kids were probably just drinking I was literally just like hanging out in their basement watching a movie so like I feel like because he was so introverted and stayed home playing video games anything I did was like shocking yeah was shocking and just like they had to adjust so did, you like, do, being did you like doing that oh yeah the girl thing as well right yeah it was also the girl I was the youngest so like they were always more protective, were always more protective, of, protective me. of me too. Yeah, way more protective of me. But then I was also like, compared to my brother, I was psycho because he just stayed home, did nothing. I was always the crazy See, one. I'm so glad I didn't have to trailblaze like that. Like I'm yeah. so glad I could just piggyback on like, oh, my yeah, brother no. made these mistakes, so I can now but, like, make them myself. My mistakes, like I said, like they were nothing. But at the time, it was like me just doing the smallest thing was like a big deal because yeah. he was so opposite of me that, yeah, just like. Doing nothing was, like, considered crazy. So, that was at least how I grew up. I'm so glad I didn't have to do that. <laughs> it was interesting. But I think it does affect you. Yeah, I think sense. birth order does affect you. And also, the like, it's kind of old school. But, like, I feel like parents are usually more protective over, like, the girl children rather than the boy children. 
Yeah. I felt that way for sure. So one of the questions I thought of is like, do you think then that your parents, because of all this conversation has been our parents, our parents, are they our primary influencer? I would say for sure for the first like 10, 12 years. Yeah. And then when you start to really establish friendships, I don't think like friendships are that deep until you like hit puberty and you're like, whoa, the world is like totally expanding. Like, what is this? (laughs) Like, what's going on? And you're able to, like, really talk to your friends and then see, like, wait, maybe my values are different than my parents on this topic. Yeah. But it it took me a while to feel Just like that was time. okay to yeah. have different values. I think it takes up and like, for me, I don't think I experienced it until I was in my 20s that I started to kind of unravel from that standard I was put to as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up, I always said my parents wanted me to be this way. I acted this way. I totally internalized that up until I was... I think I moved to Toronto and I was living alone and trying to find a job and just fully, I wasn't, I didn't have any roommates to rely on. Mm-hmm. That's when I was fully independent and that was when I realized that, okay, now I'm changing and I'm establishing who I am and what my parents think I am is actually not who I am. What my friends thought I was in university is actually not who I am. Like, I'm really changing now. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I see what you mean by that and I do think that it's like, it's a really... It's a tough moment when you realize, oh, my parents are not right about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we're told, right? Like, that's how we feel as kids. Like, or our how, parents are, yeah. are everything. They or they're doing everything. everything right. They do everything right. And I do think it hasn't, like, my parents are great, but I know now, like, like everybody, they make mistakes. They're and they do things well. yeah. that aren't right. And, like, every like everybody else, yeah. right? But for a while, you hold your parents to this pedestal of, like, Mm-hmm. They're amazing, and whatever they do is correct, but it's, I have a few friends that, like, we, we tell funny stories, like, oh, like, maybe their parents are, like, really Christian, or, like, really conservative, and they, like, were like, I'm never gonna do anything before I'm married, I'm never gonna drink a drop of alcohol, and then, like, puberty hits, and they're like, oh, should we get drunk and, like, make out with boys tonight? <laughs> That's so funny, I And they like look me. back, and they're like, wait, if you told, like, 10-year-old me that at, like, 16 I was going to do this, I would be, like, mortified. What's the next question? So it's actually not questions. It's just um, some examples I read off the internet that I thought would be interesting to talk about. Okay, so someone gets good grades all throughout school. They're always that kid. Is that because they're genetically predisposed to be successful or is it a result of the enriched environment? I think it's, like, if your parents value education and doing well in school – then if you care about what your parents think, you're going to try and do well in school, right? Mm -hmm. But if your parents don't value that, it has to be a personal interest to like school. Yeah. If it's not, you're probably not going to do well because your parents aren't really, like, pushing you towards that and it's not an interest of you to be interested in, like, schoolwork and homework. Yeah. It's true. It can go anyway. Like, from my own experience, my parents, they never really put pressure on me to get good grades. They just said, like, obviously do well go to school yeah go to school like pass get decent grades but you don't have to be the smartest person in class yeah so that was me I was not the smartest person in class but I did try hard I did study I did everything I needed to but I was never like the A plus student and they didn't care they're like yeah you're doing we see you doing the work so a lot of pressure so like, I see parents, all that matters I see a lot of like parents like put on their kids to be like the best in their class yeah and, and even it doesn't it actually does not matter no, as before but with people who are in high-stake jobs versus successful jobs. Like, are they – have they grown up with people who grew up with people in high-stake jobs, or did they just 
I think I think there's a huge like complex in like the Western world about what it means to be successful and what it means to be accomplished and motivated and there's this big drive to like be busy all the time and like I had the same 24 hours as you and I get all this stuff done like there's a lot of emphasis on doing and a, a lot less emphasize emphasis on like being and I think that's where a lot of that stuff comes from like being successful for me for a long 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 time meant like being busy and like exerting myself to a hundred percent or a hundred percent or more capacity. Did your parents always do that, though? I, no, like, I mean, they did, like, did they, they are push, successful. Did they push you to always be busy and get involved in extracurriculars? No, but I I like to do it, and they always supported it if I wanted to do it. Interesting. And if okay. there was, like, extra things, like, I remember in high school, I used to, like, do, like, the play at my school. So, like, after school, we'd do, like, a rehearsal. Then I would, like, go from the rehearsal to, like, a dance class. Then I would, like, eat in the car and go to hockey practice. Same night. And, like, my mm-hmm. parents were, like, this is, like, as long as you want to do that, this is great. We'll pick you up and drop you off and, like, make sure yeah. you get there on time. But, like, I'll, for most of my life, I remember being, like, almost overcommitted on everything. Like, every night would be packed with, like, multiple things. And it wasn't until, like, the pandemic hit that I realized, like, holy shit, like. You need to slow down. I need to slow down. Like, yeah. and I always equated, like, being busy with being productive. And being productive with being successful. So where did that come from? Like, the environment, do you think? Like, have you watched people be like that? Like, where do you think that has come from? I don't know. To be honest, like, my, my parents are successful, but they're not, like, go, 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 go people. Like, mm-hmm. my dad especially, like... They're pretty relaxed. He's parents. very relaxed. Like, he's happy just, like, going to work, coming home, and having a relaxing night every yeah. single night. My mom's a little bit more, like, busy, but... I think for me, it just, like, it was the thing, like, if I could do it all in one day, like, go to work, work out, see friends, volunteer, and, like, do that all in 24 hours, it was sort of, like, I can do it all. It was, Wow, we're so different in that sense. It it felt so accomplished. And then I would go home and feel exhausted and be, like... That's, that means you had a good day. Yes, exactly. And then when I was to the point, like, say it was a Sunday, and it was, like, wow, I've done so much for the past six days... I'm exhausted. Now I will give myself the freedom to relax. Mm-hmm. But unless I exhaust myself until that extent where it feels like I have to relax now, I felt unproductive relaxing. Interesting. And you don't know where you got that from. No, I don't. And it's like something I've just come to realize over the past six or seven months mm-hmm. that, holy shit, like I don't need to be running on this hamster wheel every day. Like I am creating my own life, right? Yeah. And no one is holding me to this standard. I'm holding myself to it. Like, my parents yeah. aren't being like, you're not productive. Like, everything I do, they're supportive of. So I think everyone has different views of success. And I think when you grow older, like, when you're starting to, like, look for careers, like, my view of success as a kid, it honestly hasn't changed too much. I think I always viewed my dad as being successful mm-hmm. because he he was an engineer back in England. Then they moved to Canada when he was 24. He immigrated here no money, had some family, and then became successful in his business and, you know, grew and developed and made a name for himself. Mm -hmm. Whereas my mom's success is a lot different. She didn't go to university or college in England. She grew up in a very small town with not a lot of money. Did your parents, like, tell you you had to go to university after high school? 
it was kind of just expected, right? Yeah, I, like my brother went to college, they but I mean, care. like po- like post secondary. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, like you had to choose a place to go. Yeah, that yeah. was never even a question to yeah, me. Yeah, same. But it was it didn't matter if it was university versus college. No, no, no. It was just like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you weren't just gonna and go they never and find a job. They never forced a career on me, but they never really forced anything specific specific on me when it comes to being successful and making money. They're both so different. Like, my mom didn't have an education. When she came to Canada, she kind of just, she lived with her family for a while. She got a few jobs, like being a secretary. Like, she did what she had to do to make money and survive. She never followed her passion with being a nutritionist, Mm -hmm. which I think I always internalize because I can't imagine working a job that I'm not passionate about. Whereas my dad, as a businessman, like, I love that he has all this power and control in his company. Like, he's the boss. And I like that because, like, he would be on the phone and making business calls Mm -hmm. and just telling people what to do. And I think I always watched him doing that and I was like that's what I want to do eventually like I want to get and I still like that like I when I think about my goals and success and how I see myself in the future like I don't know exactly what job I'm going to be in or where I'm going to end up in but I know I want to be on top like <laughs> that makes sense not appropriately so. I want to be yeah. on top <laughs> but I, no I just mean I know I want to I don't just want to be the person who's working at the desk who does this one thing like I want to be no I feel the same way yeah an integral part of the team like without you they would perish exactly <laughs> so what do you think about dating style is that nature or nurture I think a lot of that is nurture oh interesting yeah I think so too actually a lot of that is nurtured. The way you, like, see your parents interact, whether or not they're yeah, together or they've been divorced. It's not genetic. No, I don't, I don't think it is genetic because that sort of, like, attachment stuff is – it comes really early on. Like, like you said, like, there's studies where people are, like, smiling at their babies. Their babies are more likely to be happy. Yeah. It's the same way, like, if your parents are happy in their relationship and they kind of mirror what a romantic relationship can look like, a healthy one – then you're able to, like, see it. And it's not just something you see on, like, TV and movies. It's something you witness in your everyday life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that if you never have that, that you, you can't have, a like, a romantic no, relationship. You, yeah. It just takes a lot Long. longer to yeah. understand how to get there and how to communicate those needs. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that because, like, I think for me as well, like, growing up, I saw my parents' relationship and marriage, and I definitely noticed it and knew what kind of relationship they had Mm -hmm. going to university I saw different kinds of relationships I saw girls cheating on their boyfriends I saw friends like just like kissing multiple guys in one night and I again (laughs) no I'm like I'm serious you didn't see that at home no way (laughs) or in high school but but I never saw any of those things like I never never saw in high school no I had lame friends okay like but you didn't but you didn't have lame friends like I know them no, like, they all, none of them had boyfriends except for the one person who dated one guy the whole time in high school, or oh. half of high school. But didn't, weren't there, no like, one... hookups at the parties? Okay, like, one friend did that, but that was only one person. So, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, if there was two of them, then you'd be, like, okay, but one person, you kind of all just shame them, you know? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're all just, like, well, she's doing that, but the rest of us aren't, so it's more And you're, like, to... we wish we were doing that. <laughs> No, you think it's more normal to not do that. So when I went to university and I remember culture like, shock, people were like kissing more than one person in one night, and I was like, um, "What world am I in?" Because I can't imagine kissing one guy tonight because that's weird. I have such a vivid memory. Like every time we talk about university, like just like I can see us like 
as if a like a movie is filming us. I wish I could watch it again. Like Like first hanging out in like one of our res rooms and like uh, I could just like see it. Like there's so many vivid memories. Like not knowing how to communicate with a boy. Like my parents got married when they're like they started dating when they're like 24. I'm still way behind them in that sense. Yeah, but I don't think we can compare to, like, our parents' generation in terms of timing. Yeah. My mom was kind of like me, though. She didn't really have a lot of boyfriends, but she did have more than I've had. Like, my parents, they were telling me that the year after they graduated university, like, eight of their friends got married. So like, what's kind of happening now, though? Our friends are getting married now. It's been four years, though. Oh, true. That's true. I, I still suck at dating. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't really know what my parents were like when they were dating other people you know what I mean yeah it's weird thinking about that I kind of wish I could like have known my parents as like early 20s people just to like get a glimpse into like who they were then but I think our generation also gets a lot influenced by dating from nurture because our society growing up in our age we're dating is a lot different than how they grew up so we could be influenced from them but then we have social media to influence us more that's very true so I think for us it's a lot harder to establish that I think that's why I struggle, have always struggled so much is that I could never fit into the norm of dating. I could never kiss multiple boys in one night. But or, I don't think that's the norm of dating. No, but, like, in university, I feel like a lot of people just, like, went on dates, talked to boys every night. Like, I just couldn't do it. Like, I was so bad at that. And so I was the outcast in that sense. Like, I wouldn't be flirting with everyone. I'd be, like, the quiet person who would just, like, drink with her friends and then be the third wheel. Do you think about it? You weren't quiet, but, like, you weren't... When was I ever talking to a boy for one whole night? Oh, no, never, but... <laughs> I mean, everyone else seemed to you be were, You weren't quiet, though. Like, no, you were, but... like, a, like, a girl in the corner, like, just sipping her drink. No, I wasn't, but I was never that person, so I think I've always felt a bit... Just, like, an outcast when it comes to dating a little bit. I'm just not... Not the norm, but... You know, I've got four more there, years. There is no norms, though. There isn't, but I think you... I've definitely got that from society. I think just like seeing things and not wanting it, and then I'm happy we didn't grow up with Instagram, though. Like, no, we didn't get that to university, which is nice. which is oh, oh my god, it's and crazy internet. to think that like there's people now that never lived without like n- like Kylie Jenner's Instagram. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I didn't even know who Kylie Jenner was until like I still don't really know what she is or what she does. <laughs> but you know I'm what not, I mean? Like I she she yeah. wasn't like a figure for us, like. The only thing that I had other than Facebook to, like, influence me, and Facebook was all my friends, so, was, like, Tumblr in high school. I never got into Tumblr. And that was was basically just, like, artsy photos that I knew I was never, like, but I liked to, like, was, like, a thing, but, like, all you have was your display name. But MSN wasn't really a thing, like, after Facebook, MSN was kind of done. Yeah, it's crazy how, like, kids growing up now, like, they're obviously going to be influenced by their environment a lot more than we are. Yeah. And I think... We're a lucky gener- generation that we kind of had a bit of both. I agree. And we have a still a bit of more of an old school vibe to us. Still, a little bit. Yeah, yeah we have like, we're like one foot into the new and one foot in the old, which yeah. I like. I remember like looking we're back. we're the last of that. Like we go to a party and like multiple people would upload like 50 photos plus Ugh. on Facebook. And that was normal. And like to me, that is better than like now everyone crafting like one perfect photo from things yeah and I do it too all the time now because I'm pressured I feel that pressure right I I I appreciate a good photo here and there because I feel like it's a good memory thing but there's a fine line between like doing something to get a good photo and doing something and happening to get a good photo yeah 
But I think society is now telling us that you need to have good photos on your social media, so everyone wants to do that. Totally. But we are lucky that we didn't grow up with that, so we can see the difference. There's a lot less pressure. Yeah. So we can now acknowledge that Instagram is pretty much curated and fake, so we don't have to get sucked into it as much. Yes, but it's very easy to get sucked in. Very easy. Even though you're like, this is fake, but I want to be that still. Yeah, it's tough. That's a whole other conversation topic. Yeah, we should do an episode on, like, social media and, like, body image. Uh, Yeah. All that. Next time. Don't open that can. I won't stop. (laughs) Okay, so before we end this, why don't we get into our usual rapid-fire questions? As we always do. (laughs) I like to end it off with a little bit of controversy and fun at the same time. Okay, first question is, what's a belief that you hold that many people disagree with? Oh, that's a good question. I know. I don't know how to answer <laughs> either. Okay, so I think for me, it's the belief that, like, you have to be... A lot of people feel they have to be ready to do something in order to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm under the assumption that, like, you can really do anything you want without experience and without being ready. Yeah. You just have to be open to it. And I think a, a good example is us doing this podcast. Like, we... Other than listening to a few podcasts, like, we weren't ready for this. Mm-hmm. But really, we figured it out on the way. And each time we do it, it gets better. Yeah. And we're learning new things all the time. And we're able to be like, okay, the first episode might not have been as good as the next, but... That's fine. What That's fine. And that happens to everyone with everything they do. I'm much more of a, like, jump right in person rather than, like, prep and prepare. Yeah. That's a good one. a long period. I feel people, like, feel like they need to have all this experience to do quote-unquote scary new things right so mine's kind of similar to that okay I don't know if everyone doesn't and I don't know if every like (laughs) everyone's probably like I agree Sarah what are you talking about (laughs) so mine is the belief that like you have to believe in the process if that makes sense expand (laughs) okay so things like you said are not just gonna happen okay actually this is kind of different Mm -hmm. things aren't necessarily gonna happen as you want them when you want them There's always going to be little steps and paths and bumps and roads to get there, Mm -hmm. but you have to embrace those bumps and roads. Totally. Like, I think that's something to, like, always live by. Like, I'm not where I want to be right now, but I need to embrace where I am right now to get where I want to be, because if I just get upset with where I am right now, I'll never get where I want to be. I think that goes, like, like our things both go hand in hand, right? Well, everyone thinks this. Yeah. (laughs) We're, we're not that creative. <laughs> we're not that different. Nothing, yeah, we're, we're pretty basic. Uh, <laughs> Next question. What can you do today that you are not capable of doing a year ago? Ooh, that's a, these are really good questions. Thanks. I didn't write them. So I could probably, I've actually really wanted to do this, and I haven't done it yet, is go eat at a restaurant alone. Okay. I could totally do that today now. Yeah. And like, we'll watch a movie alone in the theater, except for without COVID. But, like, just do those things that before I would never... I remember being so anxious about going to the cafeteria in high school and not seeing your friends. Okay, but that, that is was a like, real fear. That was trauma. That is trauma as a, like, as a teenager. <laughs> so much trauma. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. It would be, like, anxiety Eating attack. alone in high school is, I like, never social ate alone, suicide. But it's, like, not finding your friends and walking back and down the cafeteria Ooh. looking for them. Oh, I feel anxious thinking Me about too. it. And, like, you're looking in the aisles and everyone's staring at you from other grades. And one time I couldn't find my friends, so I just ate on the stairwell. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't you text them? I didn't have a phone for grade 9. Oh. 
Okay. So I got it like halfway through grade nine. Then I could text Isn't them. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No fuck. Fun. Yeah, you ate in the stairwell alone. That's what happened. Oh my, <laughs> my parents made me do. But yeah, so like definitely going to like a restaurant, eating alone. Like I totally want to do that now. I mm-hmm. just haven't done it yet. But that's like on my bucket list. You would just feel weird doing it now. No, I wouldn't. But I want like a nice pasta dinner alone with wine. <laughs> with wine. A yeah. bottle of wine and a plate oh, of shit. pasta. I'll come with actually. No, I'd tell the point of it. Let's just do separate restaurants and meet up after. Uh, I'd rather just go with you. Because <laughs> okay, I understand. What about yours? Mine would be like starting something that I have no experience in. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Like, for a long like time, this. I always felt like I needed to be, like, have, at least have a base knowledge of something. Have something figured out before you dived into in it. In order to start it, right? Yeah. And without that, I was like, oh, I'm going to look like a fool. I, I'm going to, like, embarrass myself or whatever, but... Or you might not be good at it, so why do it? Yeah, like, my biggest, like, thing for a while was feeling like if I try something and I'm not good at it, like, right away then I, I won't I won't do it because that that's a fear of mine to like that process of like becoming good at something and being bad at something is was so scary for me. Interesting. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, cool. I wanna try stuff just like this. Yeah. If you suck at it, it's okay. And the next question is, uh, what would you do differently if you knew nobody would judge you? Mm. I would just I think speak up more. Mm-hmm. Say my opinion a lot more. Mm-hmm. Even though you say I'm a loud person, I talk a lot. Not loud, I just talk a lot. I definitely don't say my true opinions all the time. Mm-hmm. I just kind of ramble and like beat around the bush. So I think just being more upfront with what I think is right and just also believing in myself for what I think is right and sticking to it. Not allowing myself to be swayed. Yeah, for me, it would just be like doing stuff that no one else is doing just because I... I like that stuff. Like, yeah. a lot of the times in high school, I, I would be interested in something, and I would maybe be the only person I knew that liked it. So you wouldn't necessarily do it. So I wouldn't do necessarily it. do it, because no one was doing it, but if, yeah. if some That's other... That's okay, yeah. Yeah. These are good questions. What's next? Next question is, do you celebrate the things that you do have? No, if I should more. Same. We all should more. I'm much more of a, like, okay, what's next? Oh, yeah, or I just go buy something and then, like, okay, cool. <laughs> but, like, I don't take a lot of, like, that's actually a good example because today was the day that me and Leanna were like, wow, we need to celebrate, like, starting a podcast, yeah. really getting it out there, like, just doing treat well, treat ourselves. So we ordered, like, a really nice dinner, having some wine. But, like, I probably wouldn't have done that unless you suggested doing that because For my sure. next thing was, like, okay, Where's how can we get more place? followers? Yeah. How can we make it better versus being, like, wow, let's just celebrate what we have done already. Okay, this is a good question to end it off. What does your joy look like today? Like, what is a moment of joy you had today and what did it look like? Oh, like, today, like... Today, like, as in October 3rd, <laughs> 4th, 3rd, yeah. So I was biking to Ossington. Okay. To go, like, to my favorite shop on Ossington, and I, like, bought these really pretty flowers, like, dried flowers. I bought these really pretty vases. I bought some hair scrunchies, like, the most random stuff. And I was, like, really struggling to bike home with it because it was, like, on my basket, and I was, like, oh, God, I'm going to break these flowers and, like, ruin them. And I remember just biking and just feeling so, like, great. Like, I was, like, in the city. I just felt so accomplished. I was, like, I felt, I biked here. I went shopping to my favorite store. I bought pretty things for my condo. I didn't spend a lot of money for once. Yeah. And I'm biking back, and I'm just, like, enjoying seeing people out. And I don't know. I felt really good. 
That's it good. Was I weird. Like that. It was just a weird. It was like a fun three hours. I know that feeling. It's a good feeling. Yeah. My joy today was like not setting an alarm, so sleeping in until my body woke me up. That's nice. That was like a big joy for me. It's a good feeling. And then like just staying in bed for another hour and like yeah, that's always the good feeling. Watching YouTube videos and like chilling, and then when I feel when it comes on me that I need to like go shopping alone, it's just like this sense of. I don't know, I get, like, a coffee, Yeah. I'm just, like, headphones in, like, I'm at home sense, like, no one can fucking touch me at that yeah. time in my it's life. Yeah, it's, like, it's so nice, just, like, even if we're just, like, because I live, like, right by all the shops, I kind of just, like, walk around and go into stores and, like, window shop. I don't buy anything, but I'm, like, looking yeah. at stuff, getting ideas of what I would want. I just love doing that, like, it's just relaxing to, so like, relaxing. be alone and going out, but you're, like, occupying your mind with your environment as opposed to what's in your head and bothering you. Yeah, I I live for, like, grocery shopping alone and, like, doing that kind of stuff alone. So that was nice today. And I sometimes I feel like it's this whole, like, accomplishment thing in myself that, like, spending a Saturday that – like, there was pretty nice weather today. I could have been, like, outside doing something. But, like, I didn't pressure myself to do anything other than, like, what I wanted to do. Yeah, like, you went with how you're feeling, what your body was telling you. Yeah, I was like, I want to go to the mall. I want to get a few things from HomeSense and from this other store – but my, like, I could tell my mind was like, oh, but you should go for a walk. Like, it's nice outside. Like, take advantage of the weather. Like, you haven't worked out today. But I was just like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to the mall. <laughs> yeah. And it felt so good. <laughs> that was my joy. Okay. So I guess that wraps up our episode. That's everything. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for listening. Yeah, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll be having a new episode very soon. And we're excited about the next one. So please stay tuned. Yes. Like, um, follow, subscribe. Is that what everyone usually says? <laughs> yeah, like, follow, comment, subscribe. But actually, like, if you use Spotify for podcasts, just press the subscribe button. And if you use Apple Podcasts, press the subscribe button. And we all know you use Instagram, so press the- <laughs> we don't spam, but we do put out some pretty aesthetically pleasing posts. <laughs> so give us a follow, and we'll see you all very soon. Yes, bye, Ryan. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye.